Shalom. Jay Silver here, and welcome to Potting with the Pundits on the Chop Sports Network. Please remember to rate the show on iTunes and leave us a review to help our algorithm so we can continue to grow the show. Also, check out our new Facebook page for more content, including a weekly pundits report, which is hot this week, baby. Raleigh put out a hot one. And thank you once again to Frankie Kazarian and Gutter Candy for the amazing theme song. Now, since I'm just a moderator, let's go around the panel and check in on our pundits. First, we'll start with the king of all Chop Sports Media, Dave Sturgio. Dave, how are you tonight? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Um, I'm better now that it's Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> Sunday, I was in rare form. Uh, I I barely know Donnie, and I was like MFing Donnie. Like, that was not even fair <laughs> of me to do that. Um, I feel bad, and I'll publicly apologize for being a prick. Um, but I was just in a – I was in rare headspace. I was not expecting the Dallas Cowboys to not show up. You, you can lose a game to the Arizona Cardinals. That, that can happen. Um, going into the game, down a bunch of starters in the offensive line. That sucked. Trayvon Diggs injury, we, that happened after we potted. Uh, so mentally, these guys were all screwed up. Uh, but, look, they all came out flat. The whole game sucked. And the Cowboys are 2-1, and one, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, next up, we'll go with the chosen one. Mike Bucci. Mike, how are you? Uh, shout out to the whole group here. Uh, a lot of love out to the fans who've been making this thing strong, trying to grow it. Uh, there are some weak parts to the broadcast. Uh, we're trying to do our best with that. Some dead weight we might shave off on the other side of the panel, but we're going to discuss that. Uh, Sunday was something else. It was a kick in the ass a little bit. It sucked. Dave knows because he's a fan too. Uh, Cowboys have one of these games every year like this where we just draw our hands up and say, what the hell are you doing, guys? Um, I thought the Giants looked absolutely horrendous against the 49ers. The Eagles let the, the Bucks sit around too long and the Commanders commanded. Uh, I'm not worried We're gonna about get to the all that. Cowboys at all. We're back on track this week. Everything's going to be all right. And the words, yeah, we're good. All right. Dabs' his best friend, Donnie B. How are you? Shalami. Well, I'm doing I'm doing great. I tell you what, it was Sunday, probably close to seven o'clock. I'm sitting at Dolce Liberta down in Manahawk, New Jersey. Big shout out. And what do I see on my little phone screen? Mr. James Connor running up and down the field unabated. <laughs> this is all I know. The New York Giants came back from a 28 to 7 deficit and beat the Arizona Cardinals. And those same Cardinals led by Mr. Connor, who I just talked about, ran buckshot all over the Dallas Cowboys and brought him back to earth a little bit. It was glorious to see. I loved every second of it. All right. And everyone's favorite stallion, Raleigh Allen. Raleigh, how are you today, sir? Jamie, boys, I'm doing fantastic. What a great weekend of football. You know what? Um, this past weekend of football kind of reminds me of a Mike Tyson saying, it says, every man's got a plan until he gets punched in the face. And the Dallas Cowboys got punched in the face. The, after two weeks, the MVP candidate from delusional Mike Bucci, Dak Prescott, showed what he really is, throwing a pick on third and goal when they needed a touchdown. The Cardinals had no business in that game. And don't give me the digs injury because Mike Bucci said it was a plug-and-play replacement because the Dallas defense is so strong and so deep. So take those excuses and stick them in your ass. Boys, let's have a great show. All right. Now, before we continue, there's something I want to do really quick. If you guys give me a minute, we all probably know the stories of a certain pro wrestler back in the day. We're not going to mention his name. When when he would have a bad match, he was known to punish himself by doing um, push-ups or Hindu squats or what have you. So as a Chicago Bears fan, 
I'm going to be punishing myself tonight for the rest of this show. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be wearing I'm going to be wearing this paper bag on my head tonight. Can you guys hear me okay? Uh, yes. Yeah, this is what I this is what I deserve. To my father, may he rest in peace. Thanks, Pops. Come to I'm wearing this bag for you. I'm wearing this bag for you. It has been screenshot already, Jamie. It is going to be posted tonight. Don't worry. Can you send it to can, can you send one of those to Kentucky? I know someone else that could use that for when he's on camera. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to do the show with this bag on my head. Okay, here we go. That'll be a good look from what okay, our, okay, our not gonna, gonna work. Gonna he's gonna wonder Raleigh can put his Cialis in the bag. There you go. I'll, there I'll you go, baby. Five milligrams a day, change your life. All right, so two cases still for our first for our first segment tonight. Each pundit, each pundit will get sixty seconds to give their thoughts and reactions of both the Giants and the Cowboys game. Dave, you you ready? Yeah, because your time starts now. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is not a replaceable person. We do have a nice deep lineup in the secondary. However, it's hard. But the, the problem was not Trayvon Diggs. I really thought that that would be the focal point of the Arizona Cardinals attack. And instead, they started to run the ball down our throats, and uh, which which was our bugaboo last year. We couldn't stop the run for shit. So all of a sudden, you, you start getting alarmed. Uh, Dak Prescott played a sound game. Um, not awful by any stretch, but he did have a costly interception. Story of his late career. Um, you know, last year led the league in the interceptions. I'm well aware. Um, the Cowboys do get punched in the mouth once or twice a year. It happened again. It happened early. I'm rather it happened now than in December. Um, so you know, they have a easy chance to to get right. I'll be going to Dallas this week actually to go watch them win and hopefully uh beat up on the Patriots and Zeke's return game. So it should be an emotional one. And um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. As far as the Giants, you know, I predicted that. That was my lock. Nice. All right, Mike, you're up now. Uh, I'll get with the Giants out of the way. It was the shits. There's no Barkley for another month. Uh, they look disinterested out there. The 49ers blew them off the field. It wasn't even close. Uh, they won't win five or six games this year. We all saw it. They overpaid Daniel Jones. They can't build around them. You can't win big games with the way that team's constructed. The Dallas game sucked, man. They jumped out early. They couldn't get their heat back. Uh, the team is a Super Bowl contender. I'm not really worried about it too much. Uh, there were a bunch of missed calls in that game that drove me absolutely nuts. Uh, Michael Parsons had a safety in the end zone that was not called a safety. We should have got that. We should have got the ball back. Uh, Michael Gallup was pushed out of the end zone on the final drive where if that penalty gets called, Dak doesn't throw that interception two plays later. I mean, those are little things like that. The Cavante Turpin kickoff return with a phantom hold. It was bullshit. And uh, your time is we're up. We're going to get it back on track this week. And Donnie, good to go. B. Donnie B, your thoughts on the Giants and the Jets games. Uh, excuse me, Giants and the Cowboys games. Well, time let's talk about the Giants for a quick second. I don't know Wake what game up. everybody was watching. I know up. I was watching a game where it was 10-7 to 7 at the half. And even going into the fourth quarter, it was 20 to 12. It was a one score game with 11 minutes left of the game. So, as awesome as the 49ers are, the Giants went toe to toe with them without their best offensive weapon, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, they lost. And I know the score was a little high at the end. But like I just said, it was a one score game with 11 minutes left in the game. It was 10 to 7 at the half. The Giants did a fantastic job, all things considered. Still a lot of work to be done. Dallas, on the other hand, they got beat by the team that the Giants. <laughs> 
Dallas Cowboys got their doors blown off from the first snap of the game. It wasn't even close. And good old Dak at the very end, he did exactly what we knew he was going to do. Throws that interception, and it was all she wrote. Dallas Cowboys got brought back to earth. They're the third best team in the NFC, if that. Nowhere close to the Niners or the Eagles. Not even in the same universe. All right. And Raleigh, you're up. You muted Raleigh? What did he do? Yeah, Go ahead, Raleigh. I, I, Raleigh you're right. He's making too much use. He's making all this noise. Raleigh, you're up. Okay. Um, listen, the Giants played a competitive game for the first three quarters, and then, listen, garbage time got run up. So it is what it is. The Giants are obviously in bad shape even before Saquon got hurt. So, But the Dallas Cowboys, um, Dave, you say that Trayvon Diggs is in the plug-and-play uh, plug replacement. I agree with you, but delusional Mike Bucci said he was. You guys were so deep. And you know what? You want to you want to say the there's missed calls in every game, and it's Mike's total thing to go back. Oh, the refs, the refs. They should have never been in a position to lose that game with one or two bad calls. Okay, that's it, and that that's that that's it. And you know what? Dak showed who he was. And you want to say they came out? They never came out. Did they even have a lead during the game? No, they suck. They're overrated. They beat up on two shit teams, and this is what happens. You got punched in the face. And like I said last week, Dak got tested a little and folded like a house of cards. And your time is up. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Next up, we're going to play our usual sell or no sell. Okay. Her are, the th are the three and no Eagles the real deal? Dave, we'll start with you again. Uh, well, that's pretty broad as far as like the real deal, like define real deal. Like, do I think they're going to be in the running for the winner of the NFC East? Yeah. Do I think they're going to be in the running for winning the NFC? Yeah. Um, I think Jalen hurts. I, I hate that offense. I hate man. If they just ban the quarterback sneak, I don't know what these guys would do. <laughs> Honestly, they, they run that play like 16 times a game. Uh, and it's like impossible to stop. You got the, the entire world, like shoving you from behind. And I know some people on this panel might actually enjoy that but i know <laughs> i don't like watching that kind of shit um that would be raleigh <laughs> and uh you know i just i i don't understand um you know they're built on the run and then when you think you have them caught by the run they're they're gonna air it out devonta smith aj brown goddard even got involved the other day so yeah the eagles are the real deal man eagles are real deal uh they'll be a pain in the ass for everybody in the nfc going forward that includes the cowboys and giants and i guess whatever the commanders are going to try it out there but um yeah that this division will be decided um uh, within the last two weeks of the season i think it's going to be very close all right very good mike your thoughts on the three and no eagles are they the real deal uh i'm not i'm not buying it i'm not buying it at all I, I think there'll be a little bit of a problem, but Dak owns them. He's been very good against them. They uh they should have lost the first game of the year, the Eagles. They got lucky with the Patriots. I mean, and that bullshit push from behind play has to go. Hopefully the the, the committee will get rid of that after this year. Uh, Jalen has not looked the same this year. Jalen is on pace to have 17 turnovers this year. The league skewered Dak last year because he had 15. Dak's turned the ball over once in three games. I mean, he can't have those things. It's not the same team. Uh, I don't think the Eagles – I know they won't win the NFC East. That'll be Dallas. Uh, I, I, I think the Eagles are going to miss the playoffs somehow, man. I just do. I just think that uh, they're not going to be one of the teams standing at the end. So, All right, Donnie. Not thoughts on the 3-0 Eagles. Well, this idiot just ensured that the Eagles are going to win the NFC East by picking against them. But uh, 
They were in the Super Bowl last year. Like, I don't understand the, the everybody saying, oh, the Eagles for real. The, of course they're for real. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, I, I actually picked them to win the NFC East. I think they're – you got to watch out, man. If they start really hitting this stride, especially with the passing game, everybody knows about that short run game bullshit thing like Nova said. That's fine. But if they start getting rolling a little bit more in the passing game and shore up a couple of the holes they got, the Eagles are going to be standing there in January. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I, I actually think – I still think it's going to be the Niners, but I would not be surprised if we see a rematch in the NFC Championship game, the Niners and the Eagles. All right. And Raleigh, your thoughts on the Eagles? Real deal I, or no deal? I, absolutely. A.J. Brown showed up this week. I think he showed that he is competitive. He is elite, and he can catch and run. Devontae Smith got it, showed up this week. Uh, Swift is unbelievable in that backfield, and what a relief yeah, yeah. they have with Gainwell. And you guys can say what you want about Jalen Hurts. He is 10 times, if not 20 times, the quarterback that Dak Prescott is. Okay? And that's it. And you know what? They get themselves to third and not, uh, third and one, and they can push up a QB sneak. If you guys had a quarterback that you were confident in, you guys would do it too. So I think the Eagles are the real deal. They will win the NFC East. Dallas will continue to flutter. And uh, that's it. All right. Mm. Now, as our guest, as our guest here yet? Wow. Not yet. Not yet. On that segment, we're supposed to include him. All right. Well, so. It's, uh, Maven texted me. He's running a little. He says he'll be about 15 minutes late. So as opposed okay. to me to be there. So let's go over last week's locks and upsets. Sound good? <laughs> shall we? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. We shall. I will start. Donnie, his lock was the Chiefs over the Bears. Chiefs win. His upset, was the, his upset was the Pats over the Jets. Pats win. Donnie, you get the gold star tonight. Thank you. Raleigh's Raleigh's lock, Jags over Texans. Incorrect. And his upset was <laughs> the Steelers. So that was correct. Mike's laughing. He was Dave, one for one, too. Dave's lock. Dave's lock, 49ers over Giants. Correct. Jags, stop stop uh, screaming into the mic, man. <laughs> upset. <laughs> I'm trying to talk over them. Trying to talk yeah. over them. Well aware. Shalom. Dave's upset, Bucks over Eagles. Yeah, incorrect. That was more. That was more like I really hope that happens, yeah. but it was never really like a thing. But Baker sucks, man. <laughs> Baker Mayfield stinks, dude. Holy, he shit. looks so good for the first two games, and then on Monday I was like, "Come on, man!" He like, looked what good is last this? Christmas on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, whenever it was last year. He lit the world on fire. He was going that Baker's back. I'm like, oh yay! And then like. Tampa Bay, man, they had to know going into the season, like, hey, it's either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. I was like, good Lord, what are you doing? Like, did nobody else is out there? Like, this, I don't know. I yeah. haven't seen a pass that bad as Raleigh throwing those T-shirts off top of that bar, which was the shits. <laughs> but, I mean. I've yet to see this video, by the way. Oh, I'll oh find really? It. I'll find it. Yeah, yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mike's, uh, Mike's picks were Dallas over the Cardinals. I think one of what happened there. And his upset was Chargers over Vikings. That's a big upset. One. You gotta give me, you gotta give me something on that Chargers one. I, I had the foresight and I saw it. Nobody else did. I uh, won a little, won a little magic off of that one, my friends. Old, <laughs> but, but it was certainly through no fault of Brandon Staley, who I almost destroyed my TV when he decided to go for it on fourth and one or whatever, and said, "I don't know." He's he would have been. He, he's there's no way he, he's I don't think he makes it through the season because the Chargers he's are definitely gonna, on the yeah he's on the hot seat yeah hey, they're gonna hey, charge hey, her a couple hey, games hey, Booth, you know you know you know who's gonna be right there to take over the yeah. town right <laughs> Kellen Moore right there ready to go we'll see 
top play caller. It was it was tough to see him go. I was a big fan of Kellen Moore. But I like McCarthy so let, too, so. Let's start with uh, this week's locks and upsets. Dave, we'll start with you. Shit. So can you go to me last? You want me to, okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, Raleigh. go to them first. Go to them first. We have to do everything okay, first. Raleigh's okay. hand is raised. I'm going to take uh, the lock is Casey over those pathetic, pitiful Jets. And my upset of the week will be the Patriots over the Cowboys. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's laugh, bold, Mike. Bro. Laugh. It's bold. Laugh. What's okay. it is bold. You know it why is. it's bold? You know why it's bold? And I said this on my other podcast that I do for the Cowboys is that like historically, which one Dak Prescott run offenses, when they get embarrassed like this, they are very, very good the next game. Like very let's good. See. So let's we'll see. see. Let's see. Yeah. I think Patriots beat them. All right, Donnie. We'll hear the end of that shit. Go pick. <laughs> my pick, I'm going to go <laughs> for my upset. I'm going to take the New York Giants defeating the Seahawks. And hmm, for my lock, okay. I'm going to take the Jags over the Falcons. How can anybody trust the Jaguars after lock. what happened last yeah, week? But I mean, okay. if it's not now, it's like never. It. So. Yeah, that's true. And how can anybody trust the Cowboys after what happened last week? Because they watched the first two <laughs> weeks, Raleigh. Come on, man. Dave, are you ready? Or should I go to Mike? Go to Mike. Dave, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, my, Mike, your lock. My lock is going to be – I went back and forth on this one. I don't even know if it's an upset or a lock or what. I'm going to say lock. <laughs> Here we Broncos, go. Broncos over the Bears. <laughs> oh, the Broncos oh, just look better. I mean, yeah, they got beat. Jamie, the Bears just won their first game. Beat. <laughs> you I know what? I saw a meme this week. Hey, ham and cheese. I was the Bears are going undefeated. They're going undefeated in October. No, no, no. It's called four. defeated. They're just. And then defeated. the upset. Uh, that's my lock. And then the upset. I guess I'm going to say October. Yeah. I'm going to say upset. Uh. It's, the Giants are home. Can I use the Seahawks as an, uh, no, another favorite? Yeah. Game, <laughs> uh, I'll say the Colts upset the Rams. I'll say that one. Okay. Oh, I know. I like and it. I'm throw this out right now. Raleigh. Raleigh's upset is the Cowboys getting beat by the Patriots. Now with my math, which if this is always correct. Me and Raleigh are heads up right now because I took two cases in earlier this year, and Raleigh took two cases last week because the Jets got beat, uh, even though they almost came back and win. So I'd like to throw out right now, Raleigh, two cases, the Cowboys versus the Patriots. I take the Cowboys, you take the Patriots. What say ye? Well, I'm glad that your math is good because your grammar sucks. It's Raleigh and I, not me and Raleigh. Come on. So, but I will definitely... Listen, Mike, I don't interrupt you. Don't interrupt me. Your grammar sucks. Your math is good. You work at a bank. I hope it is. And you know what? You're on, baby yes! boy. We got him, Dave. <laughs> you got him. You said the same thing last week. You moron. You can't versus before they hatch. Cowboys. There the we go. Is, the best. The best part about this right here is that since because he's wearing a headset. He actually can turn around and write and still talk, and we're hearing him like dictate himself. That's fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we only got two more weeks, Dave, before I win two more cases because Trey Lance won't be the starter against Dak uh, out of Dak. So I get two more cases on that. That's very <laughs> keep counting them chickens, Mikey. Keep counting them chickens. All right. Yep. Well, all right. My turn. My turn. My turn. Right. <laughs> so mine. Mine. Hack Bayless. Um, all right. 
my lock. Don't do that, Skip. Skip, don't do that, Skip. Don't do that. That's a horrendous Shannon impersonation. That is horrendous. Just out of curiosity, if anybody's seen how mad Shannon Sharp has gotten when he calls Stephen A. Skip by accident, he like, yeah, that's great. He hammers the table. He's like, God damn it. God damn it. He just says, I will say, I do like Shannon and Stephen A. together. It's more entertaining show. It's more energy, at least. The Skip one's not working for me, man. It's not the same. Skip and Shannon was way better. Yeah, it just, it was. All right. The new um, format, which I like Keyshawn, but he stinks. I don't too. know. All right. Wow. Dave's lock. My lock. Wow. Uh, my lock is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Washington Commanders. Um, I don't think that's going to be close. I think the Commanders showed their colors last week. So I think that's a wrap. Don't do that, Dave. Them. I'm sorry, man. Hey, don't listen. If I'm anything, on that, listen, I, I would, I'll, I'll put the mush on myself. Like, if I'm wrong, I'll be happy as shit. So, whatever. Um, and my okay, upset, good. we'll take that. If my if my upset, I'm gonna go with. Oh, you already picked. We that. should come prepared, guys. No, I, I well now that I'm last, I had to pick a game that nobody's picked. So yeah, what the hell? I'm gonna take. The oh, Car- that's true. I guess you can't. Yeah, I'll take the Carolina Panthers to beat the Vikings. That'll I mean, be an upset. I don't like it. Hey. I mean, the Carolina Panthers are home, so like they should be favored, but I don't know. Whatever. Hey, Dave. Dave, yeah. I got to Nick, Nick Foles. Nick Foles starting from? Real quick. Um, our special guest is having trouble accessing the link. He's saying it's not working. Look, check your text. All right. I'll uh, I'll try to get it back to him. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, uh, Jamie. Well, that's all. Well, just that everyone. All right. Segment. So now, yeah, next segment is introducing Maven, uh, special guest for the evening, our guest pundit. So, Mike, why don't you turn to shit. talk? Can you tell me your first impressions yeah. of Maven, meeting Maven, maybe before he comes on? <laughs> Maven's awesome. I'm glad he's going to be on the show tonight. I we talk on the computer every now and then, but I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, a real survivor, great dude. I love him. When he came in, he was coming off a of tough enough, and he had you know a little bit of steam behind him. They didn't really know what to do with him. Maven fell victim to the fact that he was right off of Tough Enough, and they basically took him and threw him in the ring. And he didn't get like that real big run of house shows and extra work and all that to really become a complete worker. Honestly, I thought there was a lot of times when we tagged, and I would talk to him before the match and after match and run stuff by him, and he was very appreciative of it, and he definitely learned – because he didn't get a lot of that ahead of time. It was just like, let's take him off TV. And he wanted to learn. He was great. Great look. He could talk. He was charismatic. And they just, I'm not going to say they set him up to fail to a degree, but Maven had a good career. I know he's happy with what he did, but I mean, he could have done more if they just could've gave him a so much chance. More. Yeah, man. It's just like, they just didn't do the right thing by him when he was in there and doing his stuff. And when we teams, we were we had white hot heat, man. When we I'll never forget when we did that angle with Steve Austin and we came off that the next week we came out on, on fucking heat or whatever. And I'm like, really? We're on Sunday night heat, and we were supposed to get a tag team title run that they pulled from us and just other bullshit stuff. But the Simon Dean and Maven thing where Maven was using the Simon system, all that was awesome. And it was just oh, wow. we yeah, had heat, that. we could talk. We were good. We were good together. We looked good together. We had the weight belts. We walked to the ring and all that stuff. And it was like matching gear, matching gear and yeah, stuff. Right? Yeah, it was just another case of like 
two guys that they blew it with. It, I mean, we've seen that thousands and thousands. I mean, I'm just going into like, if we're talking wrestling talk, I don't know a lot of the people that were released last week, but one of the ones that jumped out to me the most was Elias. And they said, man, you know, Elias had a good look. Mm. He could work in the ring. He could talk. He got over. And I said, yeah, I saw this four or five years ago. It was called Damian Sandow when they got rid of him too. Because Aaron got over. If you're not handpicked to be one of the guys they choose to run with, if you're not somebody who has the hand placed on you, you will never change what that first impression is of you right away, ever. So, I mean, it's just never going to happen. So that's what happened to, like, Elias or and the other guys. And Maven, they gave a shot. They didn't prepare him correctly. And uh, they sh- they should they should have got so much more out of him. But they didn't. That's their fault. Yeah. All right. I just heard his interview on uh, Chris Van Vliet this morning. I was listening to that for about 20 minutes. Just a fascinating dude, man. Just a fascinating guy. Every time, every story that you hear about this guy, nobody has a bad thing to say bad about him. You know what I mean? Like he just he's a, he's a real ch- he's a real charmer. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy, and, and man. Like, I mean, he's made it. He's he's a good human being. Yeah. Like good. some of us on this panel and other ones, not as much. <laughs> so while we still wait, I guess then go ahead and ask the fanboy question of the week. Yeah, do that. Okay. So this fanboy, fanboy. Well, this is the first the first one. I have one for Mike, and then I actually have one for Donnie this week as well. Oh wow! Uh, this one was submitted by this one's for Mike. This one's for Mike. Submitted by Shawnee Caulfield. Big shout out Mike, to Shawnee. Of all we the cities, Shawnee. of all the cities you've traveled to wrestling, which has been your favorite and why? Uh, big shout out to Shawnee. First of all, major wrestling brothers, uh, pod, uh, the collecting figure group. Love Shawnee. Great guy. <laughs> Raleigh actually talks a lot of shit on that group because they collect action figures and they have something they're passionate about. So he buries those people. And I think it's bull yeah <laughs> heard that <laughs> but i don't As know if i can pick them. just one city man the philadelphia crowd is as unlike anyone else any other crowd in the, in the world uh new york city for me it was the manhattan elks lot the elks lodge in queens was awesome uh and then the other city i have to say just because of what I it worked, was i worked there a few times uh, tokyo when i was In Tokyo, the Tokyo Dome. You did. I'm. I. I you were there, Baba, weren't you? You were the number no, one no, guy. No. they brought in. I was in the Elks Lodge. I was never a young boy. Uh, but I would say Manhattan, Philadelphia, and like Tokyo. I mean, a lot of great cities. And here's what a lot of the people. If you're if you're a fan of wrestling, if you're a wrestler and you're watching this channel. The way I, when I went around the world in different parts of the country, I did different things in different parts of the country because what worked in the Northeast wouldn't work in the South. And what I did in the South was different from what I did in California. And what I did over in England would be different from what I did in Japan. So like I knew enough styles, and, and Mexico was totally different. So it was just little twists and turns. You could not have the same match in New York City at the Garden that you had in uh, you know Orlando, Florida. It just it's not how it worked. Some people wanted to see wrestling. Some people want to see hard hitting. Some people want to see high. We have some tech, technical difficulties tonight, Dave. Multiple, Mike's multiple in. technical difficulties. All right. All right. So I'm going to mute. I'm going to mute Mike because until he refreshes. Yeah, it's, it's 
Very we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Donnie. I have a question for Donnie. Yes. I thought I muted. Jesus. I can't even mute him. He doesn't even let me. He doesn't let me mute him, Dave. Kicking the ass. I can't mute it's him. Like. I can't either. Okay. Well. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Mike's got to get. Oh God, here he's back. I did that. Oh, you did that. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure something out, but keep going, well, fellas. All right. Donnie, this question's for you. Yes. This question, Mike. Can you hear us, Mike? I I'm here. Anyway, okay. Yeah, this question's for Donnie from BBD. As everyone knows, Donnie back, was a successful okay. promoter yes. in Jersey. So this is a question for your brother from BBD. <laughs> Two-part question. Favorite PCW show and funniest moment in PCW? I say for me, favorite tie is a tie between the Haas Cup and Eddie Guerrero versus Nova. Funniest, me getting chopped by Harley Lewis, and thank you again for giving me the opportunity to be head of security and trusting me with that position. Don, you want to explain uh, this question that we received? Uh, BBD is a good young guy. Uh, he was one of my security guys back in the day for Phoenix Championship Wrestling, PCW. He was the head of security. Great young Hello. guy. Still, still talk to him to this day. Um, his nickname was Black Belt Dudley. That's how he got the name BBD. Uh, the first part of the question uh, was it favorite show? Yeah, favorite PBC PCW show. It's got to be either the Haas Cup, Eddie, DDP. I'm gonna say the one with Eddie Guerrero. I'm gonna say the moment we had we announced that Eddie Guerrero was coming, and we pretty much sold out that night for the next month. Uh, announced in the ring that it was gonna be Eddie versus Nova. And it was one of the first times ever that even the night before the show, the boys came in. We were at Fridays in Tom's River. Daniels was there. Kazarian was there. Nova was there. And I actually had fans calling me on the phone, meeting me at the Fridays in Tom's River, New Jersey, to pick up some of the extra tickets that we still had for sale. It was a legit sellout. Uh, nice. Eddie was a complete gentleman. He's. It's probably my favorite, barring what we did last December with Sting and all that. That wasn't a PCW show. It was just an indie. But uh, as far as PCW goes, working with Eddie Guerrero, DDP, a bunch of other names we had, Bigelow was awesome. But to see the look at Eddie's eyes, what made that special was when Eddie came off his WWE run, WWF run, he was working a lot of different spots all over the country, and people were bringing Eddie in and then putting him under to their quote-unquote top guy, which was insanity. I mean, I know one guy who literally pinned Eddie in the middle of the ring and put his forearm around Eddie's face while he did it. <laughs> and I just remember seeing that, and when we brought Eddie in, I guess he just assumed that Mike was going to go over, Nova was going to win that night, but to see the two of them in the locker room Argue, and right? started going back and forth about who was going to win, and Eddie was pretty much saying, no, 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 it's got to be you. This is your hometown. And at one point, Mike just said, Eddie Guerrero, I'm never going to pin you in this ring, in this town. It's never going to happen. So once he did that, Eddie literally got welled up in the eyes, man. He, he he really got emotional, and he was awesome. And I've told this story before. At the end of the night, I went to pay Eddie. I gave him his envelope. He opened it up. He turned around, handed me the envelope back, and said, "Give this money to all the boys on the show. I don't want anything." All right, ladies That's and awesome. gentlemen, I'm going to cut you. I'm going to cut everybody off because finally joining us after all this time, ladies and gentlemen, WWE superstar, legend, iconic figure, ladies and gentlemen, Maven. Welcome to the show, buddy. There he is. What's going on, guys? Guys, I... He's beaming in. I see him. Stop clapping. There he is. Yo. Yeah. 
right there. What's he sporting? Like- what is that? That's a Hawkins shirt. Yes, it is. Is that a Brian Myers you shirt? Mark. It's oh it's shit. Okay, I need one of those it's too. Only, it's only because I don't have your shirt. Would you shut up? Boots, I will get you a BWO shirt. Yes. Like I would be wearing it all day long to my favorite tag team partner of all time. Thank you, brother. And, well, uh, we just put first you over of, like a million bucks. Go ahead, Dave. Start start this off. Maven, well, welcome to the show, Maven. Dave already ruined my nice intro I, I had for you, but he forgot one thing. He did say uh, WWE legend, yada, yada. Um, yada, yada. One yada, thing. Yada, one, yada, yada. Well, he said, he said it already. The yada, yada, the best part. Wow. <laughs> former WWE superstar, tough enough one winner, and former tag partner of our own, Mike Bucci, Simon Dean, and most importantly, the Washington Commander's number one fan, Mr. Maven Huffman, with his dog. Maven, how are you tonight? I'm well, guys. I'm well. Yeah, I just want him to say that nothing... Uh, I, I like, I don't know what's going on here with like, I don't know why it wouldn't use would work on my phone. I've used it on my phone before. So I apologize. It took me a while to get on guys. This is, I get home this late every night. Well, that's a good thing. At least you're getting busy. Yeah. So maybe- uh, I'm well, uh, I don't know what part of the conversation I, I walked into. Uh, let me just, but I, it's been so long since I've seen, seen, seen uh Bucci. So Man, it's so no, it's so good, so good seeing you. I follow every day. I look up at the good stuff that you're doing there in Louisville, and like you're one of the ones that you're making a difference, bro. Keep it up, like you're my hero. Nah, man, it's a little delay, maybe. His his Wi-Fi in Kentucky. (laughs) We were talking about it before you got on that I hadn't seen you physically in forever, but I was so proud of what you accomplished and what you're doing the that you're a good person outside of it that there were so many trials and tribulations over the years so much so much of the bullshit we had to go through but it it never beat you down you rose above it and there's so few of us every year there's less and less to represent what can actually happen with life after pro wrestling and i try to when i teach or do seminars and i talk to guys I'm going to start teaching a financial literacy class at OBW on Wednesday nights. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, I haven't, nobody really knows that yet. I mean, I'm putting it out there now. But like when I teach these guys, but life after wrestling, man, if you're in the WWE, let's say for 10 years yeah. and you live to be 80, that means one eighth of your life was spent in pro wrestling at that level. Like the other 70 years, you weren't. So yeah. I just can't say enough good things about Maven, man. It was just, Always and, a pro, and, bro. Booch, and you know what else would be a good uh, a good thing for you to teach? It's how to handle success. I have found in my life, most people, it's when you when you have failure, when you get knocked down. Well, it's easy to know what to do to to reverse that. Where most people make the mistake is learning how to handle success. I fell into that trap. I thought the pay per view checks were never going to stop. I thought that I had I. No part of me thought I was ever going to get fired. And I wasn't, I, I didn't know how to handle success. You would be great at, at adding that in with your financial literacy uh, aspect of it. Because here I, I, I get out of the WWE, luckily transition into other, you know, good, good lines of employment. But when those ran dry, yo, I, it took about 10 months until I ran out of everything. And everything I owned was in the back of a car. So... You know, save those guys, you know, that headache. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just trying to teach these guys that rest. Go ahead, go ahead, Raleigh. I'm sorry, I didn't know no, you were actually going to no, add no. anything to this. You probably won't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead, Bucci. Finish what you're going to say because I'm about to crush That's you. What I'm about to <laughs> what, what I was going to say was the number of wrestlers today that are in the business. The, I don't want to brush any bubbles here. The majority of these people are not going to have 15, 20 year careers. It's no. going to be like a lot of other pro sports. It's going to be five, seven, eight years, maybe with a pretty decent run for a couple of years here or there. And then they're going to get out and look around and say, well, what else am I going to do? I mean, yeah. they just fought, they, you know, there's 20 something people who just got released last year. Those people were NX, in NXT for years. So what are they going to do now? You can't put on a resume NXT. Like no. you have to do other stuff, but pro wrestling is giving you the tool set that you need of learning how to talk, learning how to get over, learning how to stand out, learning how to work the gimmick, learning so many skill sets that you can use in a real world, but these guys just don't realize it. Well, and, and a lot like of guys, a, a lot of guys find they, and I, it happened to me too. They find that wrestling and what they are, it becomes their whole identity and they don't know how to transition into something like you've done. And it sucks. I'm, I mean, it, it's it. The day you get released sucks. I'm not gonna lie. But guess what? There's life after it. I promise you that. Um, Maven, <clears throat> it's so funny because I think Mike is very, very well oh, yeah. uh, equipped to teach a financial literacy course and Absolutely. like how to handle fame. Absolutely. But one of the newest checks on Mike Bucci's resume, and I think you know this because I sent you the text, is I he's do. also gonna be. He's going to be teaching dance classes at the Louisville Senior Center on Tuesday afternoons. And they'll be having ham sandwiches, drinking diet tabs, and Mike Bucci will be teaching them how to do the tango. He's going to be the, at the local VFW? No, no, it's the Senior Center. Mike beat a bunch of senior citizens in a dance competition in Louisville. One and done, and, brother. Uh, Ballroom with One Bucci. and done. Ballroom with Bucci. You know, it's, it's, it's so funny that you. It's so funny that you brought up one uh, and man, done. You, you brought up the let, fact let's that like, dance, let's dance, Louisville champion. Yeah, well, congratulations, Booch. But the the problem is, Booch, is that and I love you to death. And and Maven brought up a good point: how to handle success. Just, I wish that would translate to us Cowboys fans to <laughs> handle two wins in a row, and we thought we were world beaters for like a minute and a half. It doesn't oh, translate. Let's. Hey, Mr. Moderator, maybe we can get uh, Maven's thoughts on the Commanders. Hold up, real well, quick, just to answer that that Cowboys one. Do you know what I loved this week? I love seeing Micah Parsons, who is probably one, if not the best, one of the top three defensive players in all the league. But I love him just going out talking about the Super Bowl and how, uh, because if there's anything that's going to jinx them more, it's that. <laughs> Them and, a, and a Mike Bucci saying lock Cowboys Super Bowl victory. Done. <laughs> Done. The Bears, are, the Bears are winning their first game this week because of Mike. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. 4 0 last week. Well, Maven. Maven, Maven, I'm actually I'm actually a Bears fan, Maven. So I'm punishing myself this week by wearing this mask. I just can't breathe in my basement wearing it. So I keep taking it off a little bit because I got a moderator show. And here's what, here's what's sad. You guys, you guys tanked the number one overall pick. Line. All right, so Mitt. That's the saddest thing uh -huh. for for Justin Fields. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Like I mean, like he's a he's just not a he's not a franchise quarterback. I'm sorry. No, he's not. 
But hey, you're in the Caleb. Unfortunately, he's not. But I'm I'm just a moderator. The show's <laughs> well, true. And we have the Panthers' first pick, so we're gonna have two in the top five. So right, there you go. We'll see what well, happens. I'm sure anyway, Maven, the show's not about me. It's about it's about it's about you. It's about you tonight. And the Washington Commanders come in now at two and one. Um, they beat the Cardinals. They beat the Broncos. And this past week, they lost to the Bills, thirty-seven to three. They took a little shellacking. Next up on their docket is at Eagles. So. Um, what do you thought so far on this season and looking ahead? I, unfortunately, I think what we saw the first two, uh, two weeks, I, I think that was just them playing out of their minds. Those were the 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 games that you know in in a seventeen you know week schedule, you're gonna have two or three games that you win that you shouldn't win. Uh, and unfortunately for the Commanders, they got those out of the way weeks one and two. <laughs> Like they're good. And what, what, <laughs> good way to look at it. What we saw last week with the Bills, I think that's them settling into what they are. Um, I don't know what no. we have in, in how. I, I, I don't know yet if he's a franchise court quarterback. I'm going to assume being a, uh, a commander's fan my entire life, he is not. And considering we haven't had a franchise quarterback since Joe Theismann, um, <laughs> you know, and that's going back. But I, I I just don't I love our our D line our D line's probably the best D you know best up front four in the entire league. Unfortunately, in this league though, you have to score points, <laughs> and that's where we run into trouble. Maven, do you think RG three would right. have been a franchise quarterback if Shanahan hadn't left him out hurt in that playoff game? No, um, no. I, well, and here's why. If he wouldn't have got hurt in that game, he would have got hurt in five games after or six games after. And he, I'm a firm believer that when you're good at something, you can't hold it back. Like he was good with his legs, meaning he was bound to run. And yeah. so, and when you're a running quarterback, the it's it's like riding a motorcycle. It's not if it's when you're going down. And when you're a running, when you're a running quarterback, it's not if you're gonna blow that blow that ACL. It's when. It's not if you're gonna take that blindside hit from uh, a, a free safety. It's when. So, yeah, I, you know, I just unfortunately we you know this is a league where to have sustained success, and I'm talking you know your seven to ten years of franchise quarterback, you have to be a pocket passer. You have to. And I he, think that, that was never going to be him. I, I think that that's a good it's a good logic to think that you have to be a pocket passer. I think it's the opposite. I think you have to be a pocket passer with the ability to get outside and, and make a play if you have to. And I look at guys like Mahomes like when you have to like like Trevor Lawrence, like even Justin Herbert, like they're not the fastest, quickest guys in the world. But if they have to move, they're moving. You know, yeah, what I mean, agree. But but uh, unfortunately, uh, RG3, he went through his first, maybe a second progression. And then he was just on the move where you got the guys you just mentioned, they're going to go through three progressions and they're only moving a, if it's a third down and they want, and they have a couple yards to get a first or B if there's nothing else open, like they move only to protect themselves where RG three, you know, the, all, his offense was designed around him running. And, and that's just, when you're good at something, you don't like, if I could sing, I'd sing all the damn time. Fortunately, I can't. You know, and when you're fast like that, you want to you want to use it. You know, a la Justin Fields right now. Justin Fields yeah, exactly for run first, no matter what. Uh, no, no, no even trying what. to make him a pocket passer, which he's not, yeah. and that's the problem no. this year so far. I, 
I am interested to see what happens with Lamar because it looks like this year Lamar is like he it looks like he's trying to be a little bit more of a pocket passer. New offensive coordinator over there too. They're yeah. trying a couple new things. So yeah, and they yeah. finally loaded him up with some weapons. You know, like they, it's been a tough sledding over there. I mean, Beckham got hurt again, but I was gonna they, say, don't say Beckham. No, 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 Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. I tell you right now, Zay yeah, Flowers is a problem. Good. He's a problem. He is good. There. So yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you may not be able to sing. We can't do anything about that. But if you want to dance, the man from Louisville can help you with your dancing. <laughs> well, I, I mean, listen, I it's going to be hard. You're going to be hard pressed to get me. To, this man taught me everything I know about tag team wrestling. And you said that you said that to me in Boston, Maven, when there was no cameras. You put over Mike Huge in Boston. You did. Well, all right. So, and I know we'll get back to the football in a second, but up until the time <laughs> I had you know started working with Bucci, I was a timed wrestler, and by that I mean every match I ever had was Maven. You got six minutes. You had four minutes. You had eight minutes. No one ever took the time to teach me why we were doing stuff until I worked with until I worked with this man right here. And, you know, we, we would be backstage going over stuff and he would be explaining to me just the nuances of why we were doing stuff, not just telling me to go out and do stuff. He actually literally took the time to make me a better worker. So, yeah, look, I, I, I love Fred Astaire forever for that. <laughs> there was one I remember and I'll never forget it. We were wrestling Hurricane and Rosie on the loops all over the place. And the God rest his soul. We love Rosie. We, we would get the heat on Rosie sometimes to make the hot tag to Shane. And I remember Rosie laying in the ring, and you were grabbing his boot and trying to pull him back to our corner, and he would kick you off. And that was how you were trying to bring Rosie to our corner. Yeah. And I'll never forget, the next night we did it, I said, hey, man, tonight, instead of grabbing his leg to kick you off to fly back to me, just roll, let him kick you off once. The second time, roll around the front, grab him in a front chin lock and a face lock and keep him down that way because this way he can't use his size to kick you off. If he gets up, he has to bowl you back to Shane. This way we can do a blind tag. And you were like, I never thought of that. Never. And I'm like, yeah. And like I told them, they just gave you – they took you off tough enough. They gave you spotlight. They put you in the ring, and you would sit in the back and put together a match with Shelton or whoever or Hurricane, whoever it would be, and just say, hey, we're going to lay out our seven-minute match when he got to the ring, they already cut a minute out. Yeah. And most either. of the time, you were the heel. So you're like, well, how do I fix this? But when we were out there, no matter what it was, it was like, all right, this is exactly how we're going to stop this guy. And this is how we're going to give them their comeback. And every single part of it made sense. I told them we yeah. were a great team, man. We were white hot after the thing with Stone Cold. Remember when Johnny came up to us in the garden and he said, yep. you guys are going to get a tag team title run against Regal and Tajiri, the whole deal. Next thing I know, and we love them. They're great guys, but the heartthrobs were there, and they had the heartthrobs go out and attack Regal and Tajiri. And I looked yeah. right at you. I said, they just screwed us, bro. Yep. Yeah. You looked at me at, at the moment that happened. And yep. Yeah. Like, we had so much heat. Like, I we I think we could have did. I think we could have had a, a very successful run as tag A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. With stealing the victories and the heat, with me, with the guru, you, the div- devotee of the system, we look good together. It was a legitimate team, and more so importantly, we could beat the shit out of people when when the belt when we had to. But we could give a, com- com- a good comeback too. And here's what I never understood: every time anybody, anytime they sent anyone out there to do a promo, they were making sure they knew everything they were going to say before they went out there, other than Bucci. 
Like they yeah. literally, they would tell him, <laughs> you got four minutes. At, do you? And like, they, they let you have free reign with what you're even, would, Yeah. Even with Austin. Remember that, bro? I So here's a story of the Austin thing and Maven can fill in the blanks, but I get to the building. I'm just going to say I used to get to the buildings a little bit earlier than Maven. So Maven, he gets in the afternoon. Well, that was Randy's and I fault. Pull him in, yeah, definitely not Maven's. But we love Randy too. But uh, I pull him aside. I'm like, bro, Richie Magic just came over to me. Look, look at the table over there. And they had a six-pack of beer there, and they had a bunch of Simon shakes. And I'm like, holy shit, I think we're doing something with Austin. And Maven's like, no way. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I think we are. So the Richie came over and told us, and I, I was like, well, what are we doing with him? He goes, oh, you guys are doing a skit with him. That's all he said. And then, like, one of the writers, it might have been Ed maybe, came by and said, yeah, you guys have a skit with Steve tonight. So me and Maven, I don't know what Maven went right away, but I ran over the telephone. The first one I actually told, I believe I texted Nick Nemeth, Dolph. Because he was a huge Stone Cold Mark. And I'm like, bro, I'm doing something with Steve tonight. Because he wasn't the golf caddy yet. So, and then I told like my family and other people whatnot, I'm like tonight's the night. And I just remember me and Maven walking around. It gets to be like three o'clock, three thirty, yeah. four o'clock, four thirty. We're we're there at the all. ring. We're we're waiting like good little boys at ringside. And then it's like six oh five. And he finally comes there and like cause a couple agents said, Hey uh the, the, the asshole agents, hey, uh, did you guys get with Steve yet? Like, we're going to go to him and say, hey, Steve, you want to go out in the ring and rehearse? Yeah. But he finally gets there. We go in the ring. I swear to God, me and Maven are standing side by side. They have some of the trinkets out. And Steve's standing in front of us. He's like, hey, fellas, uh, I'll tell you what, man. Let's just go out there tonight and have a hell of a good time. And, you know, you guys do your thing. I'll do my thing. And we'll just go from there. All yeah. right, Steve. Uh, thank you, buddy. And he walked away. I'm looking at Maven. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, where do we start? Yeah, and we had not everything you saw us do was completely ad libbed. The beer, calling for the glass, the push ups, the haircut, Maven getting in his face, the bowing, all that was all. I hate to say it, just two guys who knew their character. We knew what we were. We were just extensions of ourselves, and we were like, "Screw this! We're in here with the rattlesnake." I I did because originally I knew he was giving you the stunner. I didn't even know I was getting the stunner. I was on the yeah. outside. You he weren't supposed to get it. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm glad he did. Like yeah, was perfect. Yeah. Stunner off him. I mean, just yeah. Everybody we did it. Thinks, everybody always thinks that that my rumble spot was the highlight of my career. Nope. That night, that was the most fun I had during my entire wrestling career. Just being oh. in the center. And this seeing the control he had over the entire audience, it's just mind boggling. Yeah. It, it Can was, I just bro. interrupt, it, Can I interrupt we, real quick? And we held our own. The commander sucked. <laughs> Can I, uh, you know, it's funny. It's before you guys were doing it before I knew either one of you. And I remember watching <laughs> as a fan. No, but seriously, I was watching as a fan. And I'm like, these guys make sense together. You guys were entertaining. You look good. It made sense. You're on Mike's, you know, system and stuff like that. It worked really well, and I remember the Austin stuff. It was so good. I remember when, you know, they broke you guys up, and maybe you got released, and I was like, man, like you guys had it, and and they just shit it. But Mike touch it. If you're not the guy, I mean, Ryder proved that. Everybody proved that. If you're not the guy, Sandow, with his uh, Ms. Dow stuff and everything. If you're not the guy that they want, um, yeah, it's not gonna happen. And and, and you know, our good friend Brian Myers, because uh, watch your head, Maven, because uh, we drop a lot of names around here. Um, but he always said it. <laughs> Professional wrestling isn't like football or baseball where the best player is going to play. 
in wrestling, you could be the best wrestler and get, not get any TV time because they're going to give it to the guy that, that, that sells merchandise and sells mm -hmm. that like that. So it's unfortunate. But at the end of the day, you two guys are doing well outside of wrestling. And uh, you guys have memories that the, the four of us yeah. could never even come close to having being on Raw, being on pay-per-views, working with Stone Cold, everything like that. So I mean, you guys have lived a life that 99% of the people in the world will never live. And you know what? I give Mike shit, but I respect Mike and I love him, except for his delusion in football. But you guys, you guys have won the lotto when it comes to life, man. So congratulations <laughs> to you both. <clears throat> it took a while, but I got I, like I'm no longer like I still can't watch wrestling, but like to, I'm not I don't look at wrestling anymore and, th and, and I'm not bitter at all. Like now I'm I'm very like and that's just age, but I'm I'm just happy with with what I was able to do. I literally I'm that kid that lived his dream, you know, had a dream as a kid and I got to live it. So maybe can you believe like I remember when I first met you, we went in Manhattan at the bar and like you weren't doing anything out uh, with wrestling anymore. And then, of course, Hawkins and Ryder, they got you back into it. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be astonished by the people. They love you. And, like, anytime I'm ever with you at a show or convention, like, you're one of the most popular people there because they think you're so, like, down to earth and so, like, you know, charismatic. Like, you have to be, like, blown away that people still, like, how much they love you and come out to see you still, like, after all these years, you know? If, if I ever get recognized on the street, people always apologize. And they're like, I'm so sorry to bother you. And I tell them, and I mean it. I'm like, you're making my day. Like, yeah, no, yeah, like you want to take a picture? They, uh, hell, I've had people have to be like, all right, I got to go now. Because <laughs> I'll sit and I want to yeah. talk to them. Like, I'm just like, I, like, I mean, we had cool jobs. It's just, it's that simple. You know? We did it, man. It's the ultimate icebreaker. It makes us memorable. I always felt like I carried the, sh the Mike Sharp school torch with me in the ring, but the stuff I did with Maven in WWE was my favorite time in WWE. I grew to hate most of my other time there. Like I used to dread getting on the airplane on Friday and, and couldn't wait to get back home. Uh, it was just a miserable atmosphere at times, and it sucks. It is what it is. Uh, there's various reasons for it, but when I was with him, we did house shows. We had a good time. We killed it. And you know what? Yeah, we have a legacy. Neither one of us was Shawn Michaels or The Undertaker. But like you said, Raleigh, we did what 99% of the public never did. I was a little nerdy 13-year-old kid sitting home at my mom and dad's house watching WrestleMania on the pirated pay-per-views. And then I made it to the WWE to the point where I was literally, when I was running developmental, I remember they had a barbecue on the top of Titan Towers. And I was standing on top of Titan Towers with a hamburger looking down on 95. I'm like... How is this cool. even possible? Yeah. So it's really hard, even to this day, in business with my employees and other folks, when they say something's impossible or it's too hard, I always pull out my I pull out my ECW action figure and I say, hey, guys, this was hard. And then I pull out the WWE one. I go, but this was impossible. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, he's right. So it's like, you know, the fact that to this day, to be able to do conventions or signings or when someone recognizes us, like Maven said, we did it, man. And I feel like guys like us carry that torch of life after wrestling. I can't emphasize that enough. We're not destitute, broke, busted up. Like I'm putting Stevie in our category and Matt Morgan and Johnny Jeter and like so many of the guys that have moved on and, 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 they, and they have great productive lives. And I'll tip my cap to pro wrestling. If it wasn't pro wrestling. I wouldn't have the life I have now. So I'm never going to shit on it. Yeah, I'm. I, I feel the same. Yeah, I feel 100% the same. 
And that's what I love about you too, that you have no bitterness. You don't have all the greatest memories and all the greatest experiences, but you, you, you look at it as part of life and part of the business and you guys aren't bitter. I've never hung out or, or, or talked to either one of you where you actually shit on the business. And that's really impressive because I think you guys, you know, had some hard breaks in wrestling when you could have been so much more, but you're not bitter about it. And I applaud yeah. you both for that. And it's really, really hard for me to be loving and endearing towards Mike Bucci in a public <laughs> setting. But yeah, that's how I really feel about you, Mike. Rale I'm still a dick cowboy fan. Raleigh, you want to know why? <laughs> the moment you start putting somebody else down or shitting on something, all that's doing is showing your own insecurities. That's all that's doing. You Amen. Know, I, you hear I, that, Raleigh? You hear that, Raleigh? <laughs> Dave, I yeah, didn't shit that? on you. Everything you have now is because of the tough love that I gave my Dave. You bitched him for eating Elio's pizza. You said he ate Elio's pizza and he flunked out of football. Bastards. That's true. I got a question. I got a question for Maven. Hold on. DiGiorno wasn't around yet. That's why yeah, he went it was to not. Elio's. It was not. You bastard. <laughs> Maven, Who's got a question for me? Oh, Donnie, quick sorry. Question. Maven, quick question for you. I, I've yeah, seen Donnie. some of the pretty damn good work you've done for Fierro and on the Indies with your manager gimmick. Where did that come from? Whose idea was it? And have you thought about continuing that long-term in the business? Because I'm telling you, I was a former manager in the business for a long time. You actually are pretty goddamn good at it, man. You got good timing out there, good promo. Uh, where did that all come from, bro? Out of the blue? Was it Tommy's idea or yours? Who came up with that? Well, I mean, it was a con – I'll give Tommy credit. He um, – you know, he originally, when when we started working together, it was a – we were doing – it was a one-off. And I was supposed to just do, just make a, an appearance at one of his shows. And it went well. And he asked me to do the next show. And he asked, you know, if I wanted to, to work. And that's like, I'm just, like, I got a real job now. And I mean, I take two trains in the morning to work and two trains in the evening. If I blow an ACL, you know, that's, that's, mm. that's putting my life on hold. So I'm like, yeah. I, I want to do your shows, but I just, I can't, I can't afford to get hurt. And then that's when he was like, "What? What if we put you with uh, with Danny Danny Doring, and have you manage him?" And I was like, I, "Yeah," because I love Danny, and I'm like, "I'm in." And then that trans transition to where now I'm with Bull, and you know, and then I've always loved cutting promos and stuff, and he lets me have free reign and do whatever. And it's it's kind like it's kind of he let me, you know, he gave me the idea and the runway to to run with this idea and it's something that i'm learning as i do it but it's something that i'm having a blast doing I, i'm too old i'm 46 now i'm too old to be out there working with these guys and i recognize that you know i don't want to i don't want to make them look stupid and i don't want to make myself look stupid so it's a way for me to stay in the business without having to you know go out and just constantly worrying am i am i looking dumb am i making someone else look dumb or am I going to get hurt? So, I went to yeah. uh, I went to a broadcasting school in 2007, and my teacher was Dave LaGreca. Get out of here! Yeah, so really? I, I have to know I have to know your interactions with Dave LaGreca because I, I for one, I'll tell you this truth, and he probably won't admit to this. He will if you actually press him. But <laughs> I was trying to do my final my final exam for the school, right? Mm -hmm. remember it's 2007 so i'm a young buck right so i'm trying to do my final it's a radio final and i said i want to do my radio final by talking about wrestling and it was a sports broadcasting course so he goes to me and i quote you can't do that because nobody's going to listen to a wrestling show 
Wow. 24 seven. And I wow. said, Oh, okay. You know, and here he is trying to yeah. press for a 24 seven busted open radio. So I got to know what's your, you know, your interactions with Dave, how have they been? I, I just love the fact that he stole your idea. He and really ran did. With it. He really <laughs> did. Thanks for how <laughs> uh, Dave's been great. Like Dave is fantastic. Probably the most unathletic human being I've ever met. <laughs> the LaGrecoline? Yeah, the LaGrecoline. Like we're telling him, we're like, Dave, there's like four pretty big guys down here that are going to catch you. Just fall. <laughs> and I've, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I've seen you know, newborns jump into a pool with more <laughs> emphasis for the first time ever than he That's fell great. off that ring. But that uh, Dave is like, he's been just a joy to work with. I mean, I listen to him. So, you know, knowing that we get to, I get to go out and, that's the great thing about this business is, I mean, even to this day at 46, I still get to meet people that I never worked with in the past and still have that, you know, small amount of child, childlike wonder and amazement. And then I love it when I meet somebody like Dave and then realize, man, he's, he's just as cool as you would hope he would be. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a great dude. And like I said, I found that hilarious when he told me that once yeah. upon a time. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. You, you actually hey, ran. <laughs> I, I actually have a football question for, I'm the, I'm the one that's got a question for the pundits. All right. All right. And this is for any of you, what we, what we saw from Miami last week was that Denver being the shits, Miami being that good, that coach being that good, or just a, just a one-off. Because so, uh, if they play like that, the whole they're going undefeated so my idea is this i think and i'm not picking on sean payton but i am because yeah. he had to open his mouth about the former coach over there and just made that and i'm not a big big believer in karma but man did that slap him right in the face because it's like now you got a track meet in miami and and, and they're on dallas's schedule so i'm not i'm dreading it and of course it falls on like christmas eve so it's gonna ruin my holiday it's gonna be horrible <laughs> but what i'm saying I think if Tua could stay healthy, yeah, that team is a track team. Yeah. There's so much speed over there, and every time you think you have somebody like Ryan Moster, bro, he got he caught a bad rap in San Francisco. He just got caught in a jumble. He didn't have a good outlet, and now you pair him with a guy that nobody's heard of in Acne or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, he comes out Acne, of yeah. bro, they scored seven touchdowns. Yeah, four <laughs> touchdowns each, right? Or, or yeah, yeah. they scored yeah four each, and then. But, Dave, to, to build on it, you're right, though. They got Jeff Wilson and IR. And Raheem Mostart, dude, like when he was in San Francisco, he was phenomenal. He couldn't stay healthy. Right. You know, right. it wasn't Raheem, the San Francisco. No, nah, it's okay. But, uh, he, they're, like you said, they're all burners, dude. And when Wilson comes back. But the question is with Miami is how long does Tua stay healthy? Yeah. Does Tariq stay healthy? Does uh, Raheem stay healthy? You know, you have some good backup, but if you know, you're not going to have who was a sky who who was the quarterback um, who, who filled in for two last year, Skyler or oh, Skyler Thompson, Marino, Skyler Thompson, yeah, Marino. <laughs> but where did, what I'm I want to know is Miami's D looks pretty damn good too. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? You know, and that's without and that's without Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, Ramsey's not coming yeah. back till October, November. You you, <sighs> talk, you talked about. I think when when Peyton opened his mouth. I think he didn't just offend um, the the Jets coach. I think other coaches took yeah. that. Yes. When, yes. When you open when you open your mouth like that, man, you got to you got to write that check. You got to cash it too. You know well, what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I, I I I also think I think in that world in the coaching world, I think there's some things that are off limit 
limits. And yes. I think he went beyond that. That that you agree? Yeah, you agree with that, Booch? <laughs> he definitely did. If you think about the gimmick, it's like mafia esque. Those jobs yeah. are very specialized. It's a, it's a fraternity. And I think Nathaniel Hathigan was liked by everybody. It was yeah. a terrible situation in Denver. Sean Payton was out of football. Sean Payton, if you remember, still had heat from all those years ago when he had to sit out for a year with yep. the Saints bounty scandal, all yep. that. He was sitting on Fox. He's an analyst. He comes back. He put himself over by burying Nathaniel Hackett Amazing. as almost to say, hey, kid, you don't know what you're doing. Watch, watch the vet take this one. Yeah. Well, all the coaches now, all the teams are absolutely going to give Denver their best shot, and they're going to squash them, and they're going to hit their finishes on every every team that plays Denver yeah. is going to hit a finish. Well, I was worried that what I was worried about for Miami is the fact that they were running the score up against the coach that has no problem trying to go hurt people. So I, I was like, man, like you, you might want to kick the foot off the gas a little bit, man. But like, no, really they weren't. But if you if you watch the game, and I did, they weren't running the score up. They were running the ball in the second half. And breaking gun. Stop them. Yeah, right. you, you can't stop you if you're breaking a 40, 50 yard run. You got you, yeah, you got a four. True. I, I get like, it. I just I was right. wondering like what more being question. the way he is. It's like one one what? more question to my resident Cowboys fan. Um all right, Dak Prescott, yay or nay? I've never been a Dak fan. I want to know I'm a Dak fan. I think he's a good leader. He's won big games. He has a weird freaking shut up. He has a weird freak thing every now and then. But Dak Prescott will win a Super Bowl with the but, Dallas Cowboys. Bucci, oh. does he have it? May, yeah, maybe, I think he does. If, he if does. I may, if I may, uh, as the as a little bit more of a realist, as a little Thank bit more you. of a realist, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like this: Dak Prescott has to be in a very very good situation for him to win football games. Meaning those first two weeks, the Cowboys got up, right? They got up based off of some turnovers, based off of the like lucky bounces of the ball. And then they're up. And then Dak is able to do his thing, right? But like you saw last week, when they get down to Arizona, all of a sudden, like you're like, okay. And he's still delivering decent passes. But when it counted at the very end, he put one right in the, the gut of a, of a Arizona yeah. Cardinal player. And kind of reminded me of Tony Romo. No, no, Romo. Listen, Romo. Romo was very good. He just he Romo was stay healthy ever. Yo, he couldn't stay I, healthy ever. I think they pull. I think they pulled the plug on Romo a year or two too early. They had to. His back wow. was just too shot. Wow. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. He, he broke his back in 2016, and that's yeah. and, and, and that's the thing. When Dak came into the league, he took the league over by storm because of the fact that nobody had tape on him. He was right. dinking and Dak, and that's what they're calling him, dinking yeah. Dak. Right? He would check it down to Zeke a million times. He would hit Witten over the middle a million times. Nobody could cover him. But then when you all of a sudden you're like, okay, now put the ball in the air, you're like, all right, you know. And then it's like it started to kind of, but because we'll that first year, not only did he win Rookie of the Year, but he was, I mean, he was an outside chance of winning MVP. MVP, yeah, he was. Yeah. That team was built to go to the Super Bowl led by Tony Romo. Like Dallas spent a couple of years getting that right. team maximized for Tony Romo to take that in a deep playoff run. Well, and uh, you know, if the Green Bay Romo, game doesn't happen, yeah, Romo had a good relationship with Dez, and it seemed like Daz and Dez could never get Dak and Dez could never get on the same page. He was shipped. He was shipped yeah. out relatively quick, man. Yeah. And then like yeah. you would think that he would lock on with a guy like C.D. Lamb, and I think he's all world talented too. But now I'm watching this game this past weekend, and I'm I'm seeing this like when you wear 88 in my mind, you yeah. better bring it. Yes. And, and the fact that he was on the sidelines 
almost in tears. I was like, bro, what? what? Like, get your shit together. You know what I mean? Like, and, and Pollard's learning what it's like to be a bell cow back. I mean, Pollard was great all those years when he had Ezekiel Elliott beaten up on the uh, beaten up on the defensive line. Now he's you know he's he doesn't have the benefit of Elliott taking the ball first and second down, wearing those defenders out, and he's you know getting the ball you know from the jump. I mean, the hope the hope is that Rico, Rico Dowdle kind of comes into his own as that bruiser, but I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen. Uh, he's not Zeke. Um, Speaking of Zeke, he's coming in this weekend, and I'm going to be there for it. It's going to be very emotional. Nice. <laughs> Revenge game. Yeah. No, he looked pretty good last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think he had like 60-something yards. You know, yeah, yeah. Balls out of the backfield and stuff. So. I've, I've never seen a running back that, that that can have their weight fluctuate so drastically. <laughs> yeah, it's like all the, the feeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feed me more. Oh, wait, that's the wrong guy. Wrong guy, so, wrong guy. <laughs> what? Hey, real quick, Maven, I respect your – you're, you're non-delusional because even like you were saying about the commanders, and that's a real quick, Bull James, Danny Doring, love you because those are two of the most non-delusional cowboy friends I've ever met. But maybe in your honest football knowledge opinion, do you think Tony Romo is a Hall of Famer? No. I mean, like, <laughs> he's, a, he's a Dallas Ring of Honor. Absolutely. But they can't even get Jimmy Johnson in the goddamn thing. I don't well, know. That's, well, that's because that's because of heat. That's Jerry. That's Jerry. That's yeah. Jerry. But it's I don't know. Like like to, to me, Hall of Fame means you had to change your the whole league. You had to do something that bet for the betterment of the whole league. He made the Cowboys and their franchise better. He is a amazing announcer. But what did he accomplish? You know, to make the league better when it comes to football. I mean, if people, hey, if people, you know, because up here, the big, you know, the big uh, in New York, the whole thing is, will Eli be put in? Hell, Eli beat pay, beat Brady twice in the Super Bowls. An undefeated, yeah, undefeated Patriots. The greatest of all time. Yeah, that was that what oh eight year oh eight oh seven. Yeah, I was right outside right outside of broadcasting school. My first job was interning with the fucking new york giants i had to take the job i knew i was gonna and and let me tell you something i had i had a great time met a lot of great people and i did why i watched the cowboys come in there and beat the shit out of them so that was a good thing but man, sure did. work in that the control cowboy, room work, work the cowboys the cowboys won the super bowl in 07 no 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 <laughs> they beat the shit out of the giants two weeks ago too and they shut them out I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> it was an experience, nonetheless, and uh, I never did get my ring. Moderator, <laughs> so. moderator, I'm glad to see that you're back. Uh, I'm back, guys. What I miss? You know what? Everything. Wrap it up, Jamie. And, and Sorry, guys. Now, hey, here's what I will admit. I okay. Am, I am a Commanders fan, but the past 10 years they've not only been horrible to watch but they've been an embarrassment i'm hoping we change that what i can say about the about your the cowboys they're always interesting they're always fun to watch they always have players that are must see like whether you like them or not yeah. Micah parsons is must see like i don't think i've ever seen anybody come off the end as fast as him and agreed I, like so I hate it. Like I wish I could repick because if I could go back to being a kid and repick, I'd probably be a Cowboys fan. There you go. See, well, hey, listen, maybe there you go. The door, the door is here. always David, open for you. David, you weren't chosen. You weren't chosen. You can't be a Cowboys fan. Yeah, no, maybe that's a true thing. We asked Mike why he's a Cowboys fan. He said, honestly, Jamie, I was chosen. 
<laughs> I was. So was Dave. I mean, the light shone down on us. I, my old man is is the reason I'm a Cowboys fan. So like that, I, I got Mike, Mike tried to do the uh, tribal two step in the dance competition. <laughs> Took a bump, hit his head, and he still won. That's the level of competition he faced in that dance competition. Reigning and defending champion. Did you guys touch base on the Cowboys? Uh, excuse me. Of um, I'm so tired after what happened today. The team getting sued by the Native American Guardians Association to change their name back to the Redskins. Yeah, no, really? What on that? Yeah, yeah. My well, company's good. Good. All I hope. I hope they do. I didn't mind football team. I hate commanders. Football team was good. I think yeah. football team worked. I, I hate like commanders. I hate. Hey, hey maybe on the petition. Maybe. Do you know? Do you know that when the Washington football team changed their names to the commander, there was one of the individuals on this panel that his news network actually was the first news network to break. The Washington Commander's name, and that's Mr. Dave Sturgeo in the top right-hand corner. I tell you Shop what, sport broke my, biggest, my, biggest, my biggest flex of all time was he hearing Pat, Pat, Pat McAfee, McAfee put me over on his show. Yeah, I was like, he did. All right, I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> like, cool. I, I can retire now. That's right, pretty Mr. cool. Mr. Moderator, wrap us up. What are we finishing up with, baby boy? We're just saying goodbyes. We're going around the horn saying, saying goodbye. And I don't know what I missed. My internet collapsed hey, down here. So oh, you're good. Guys, real quick, before you go. Oh, uh, I wanted maybe to put his YouTube channel over and stuff. Yes. Yes. No, no, that's not it. Let me um let me come. You got it. I was late coming on. Let me come back on another time. I had a I had a blast. I I, I do so many of these talking wrestling. I enjoy talking football more. <laughs> well, well, David. David, I need a co-host because Donnie B is going to be in Hawaii. When is that, Donnie? Uh, first week of November, I'll be in Hawaii. So if Mav Maven's available, he can gladly take a guest pundit spot that week. I I'm in. He'll add wow. more to it than you already do. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Either well, one of you so two. Let's go around the horn, say goodbyes. We'll let Maven finish us up and send us out tonight. Maven, please put over your YouTube show. It's phenomenal. Thanks. The views on it are insane. It's Ryan, so entertaining. I'm doing my job. He may or may not have a couple subscribers, just a couple, no, just, a, just couple. Like a little bit. I'm, Maven, I'm one of them. Maven, I, I had, I, I did Mark. listen to uh, Chris Van Vliet this morning. Your interview with him, uh, I finally got around to that. And first of all, get your Rolex fixed because that's if you're gonna wear it, make sure it works, dude. <laughs> literally, I have to have a only a Rolex person can. I know, it, and wow. it's like it's close to two thousand dollars to fix it. You know what I, I did? This hey, is hey. Right there. <laughs> Look at that. There it is. And listen, the only thing I could say is I have the same problem. I don't have a Rolex. I do have a really nice watch and it broke. So what I did, and I know I'm not going to have the time to go fix it. So I've got oh, others to choose from. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All I do is I set the, the time. Simon system money. I set the time to like a, a memorable time or whatever. I'll just set it there and just leave it. Well, I mean, honestly, how many, who looks at their wristwatch to get the time now that we have a cell phone? Nobody. Absolutely. It's all it's, flair. It's, it's a dick measuring contest. Mr. Moderator, send us home. Well, Matt Cardona just got a Rolex and his thing is not a Rolex. Yeah, Rolex. And what did he say? He said, I didn't buy this to tell time, pal. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dick. Mr. Moderator, send us home. We're, Let's saying, wrap we're it up. saying goodbye. Maven, please throw over the YouTube channel. That's what we wanted to get out of the way. Uh, yeah, it's just, just Maven Huffman on YouTube. Yeah, check it out. I mean, I, I hell, uh, we, I'm having a blast with it. I'm shocked. No one's more shocked. When we started doing it, I literally thought a couple people might watch it. I had no clue. But I've got a guy who has other channels, and when, when he pitched this idea to me, like, I knew he knew what he was talking about. So I didn't know he meant to this point. 
but you know, you just, Mike, just, yeah, Mike, just silver thing come in the mail yet or no? The silver hundred thousand on the way. All right, cool. Yeah, hey, 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 Maven, real quick. You know, yeah, your guy. You said your guy's good, but there has to be some entertainment and like something to watch there for the keep the, the you know the viewers. And you do that. I see your, I see the viewers and the subscriptions go up every week. So that's awesome. You know, so you, you know, take some credit for it. You're absolutely doing well. I mean, Mike Bucci was in a movie that opened Friday afternoon and closed. <laughs> no one was interested. Was that in the Fireman movie? Yes, Two more. Yes. That, that'll be out first quarter of next year, Maven. You'll definitely get a copy. What is it? Backdraft two? <laughs> this is called Fighting the Fire. It's about uh, firefighters who had PTSD and what they wow. do to deal with it and stuff. And I nice actually to told show. Raleigh to come on down here. I mean, we'd shoot him, and he probably even couldn't play dead. So, Mike, <laughs> no talent and completely worthless. Mike, have you watched any of Maven's videos? Like what he's doing? Tell him like the, the, I, I'm the day he was fired I, and stuff. A lot of other people are shocked by this, but I'm like, oh, this is Maven talking about shit, and people are. It, it, it's not. It's shocking to me at all. The guy did, I, you know, the 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 television sales, and he was on the Home Shopping Network, and he's can talk. And once VH1 again, and Sherman Maven, Helmsley. It's a Maven real life. Can do this it's a real life. It's a real life. Sorry. He he can do this because of pro wrestling. It helped pro wrestling yeah. helped him be able to do this. So 100%. it's not shocking. He's successful, you, unlike the Miller Light can up there in the left hand corner. So the only two cases, bitch. Maven, I just watched one on the steroids. I like that one a lot. I mean, you yeah. literally took you literally took out like old stuff. What was that stuff? Because the date on that was like you know twenty twenty five expiration date. I was looking you at something. The video about. It was props. <laughs> I did no, watch the video. That's what I'm saying. I want to wrap up and just say, Donnie B, thanks, take us home. thanks for Maven to coming on tonight. It's been awesome having him. He could take my guest spot when I'm in Hawaii. Uh, real quick. I do want to do a quick shout out to Alpha junior. He's going through some medical episode mm. right now. There's a GoFundMe out there. So if you listen to this, please donate to Alpha juniors, GoFundMe. Great guy. Uh, let's wish him well on the path to recovery. Uh, other than that, have a great weekend of football coming up, and uh, go New York Giants Monday Night Football. Uh, Raleigh, say, hey, say goodbye, uh, Raleigh. Guys, goodbye, Dave. Do you think we can get O'Donnie? Can you send the link to Dave? Maybe goodbye, put it Raleigh. up on one of our. We'll put it on the funding pot. Funding with pot. Uh, yeah, I saw. I, I saw Lance. Lance with the funding page. Trying to get the GoFundMe link on our Facebook Potting page. Mike, shut up. Yeah, I'll Lance. Uh, Lance on a while. You put up. Uh, awesome. Put up a post. So yeah. Let's get it on Mike, our post. Uh, Mike, any last thoughts, Mike? While you wrap this up. I can't believe we got him. I haven't seen Maeve. I can't wait to see him again personally, man. Maybe if they do a season two of wrestlers, we can get Al Snow to open up his piggy bank and bring him down here for an appearance. Uh, he always has to play stay <laughs> with me. One of my favorite guys in and out of the ring, a true pro. And again, man, I couldn't be happier. I, I'm not shocked by anything he's doing now. He just knows how to, he has a Midas touch, man. It just takes the right person to believe in you. And I always did. So, and Dave, last thoughts, Dave. I just want to thank Maven for coming on board. Um, I know you may have said you didn't like your theme song, but man, oh man, it's still on the it's still on the workout the play uh, playlist, the brother. So sorry, I man. And, and you know what, dude? You know every time it comes on on the workout playlist, I will say, and I and I did not throw a good drop kick, but every time it does come on, I do want to throw <laughs> no? a good drop. Dave, kick. you didn't throw. Dave, you didn't throw a drop kick. Let's I throw a drop kick. Really? I, I was only active for four years. Never threw a drop. <laughs> wow. Kick. All right, guys. Full bottom with the pun in time. JCW moderator, and we are out of time. All right, y'all.